the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. I just want to give a shout out before the show starts to all the sponsors, all the local businesses that have been coming through to help us out and get this thing started. Thank you to you guys. Total Truck Accessory Center. Go check them out at 7700 Homer Drive. They're your one-stop shop for canopies, spray-in bed liners, LED light bars, and more. Total Truck. TheTreehouseAK.com. Located at 341 Boniface Parkway. They're your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bartender today what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance. Cutting lawns but not cutting quality. Hit them up at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also got a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out, doubleshovelcider.com. Anchortown Dogs, located across from the 4th Avenue Theater in front of the historical building. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. Get yourself a legit reindeer dog. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans restore their dreams. Voted number one in the state since 1972. Water restoration, fire restoration, remodeling, cleaning, anything that you have to do with your home, inside and outside, give those guys a call or check out tailoredrestoration.com. They know what it is now. Yeah, it's just the loan call today. <laughs> yeah. Went full singular. The, the solo, the solo lead bull. <laughs> Looks like you guys were calling a little bit ahead of me. Oh, we were. The pre-call. That was cool on Instagram. <laughs> that whoever posted that and... I think it was a story, right? That they were out with the double shovel, and they're like, "Oh, I finally figured out what the the caribou call was." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he said he had to listen to three or four times before he figured it out. Uh, yeah, that that's was, impressive that he actually put the two and two together. And <laughs> well, it made me realize that we we have a lot of our own lingo and things that we say that maybe people have never heard of, and they don't really know what we're talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, I was just like, I was like, it was really windy the other day and, and my kid and like my kids speak like I speak, you know, because I say all these things and, and my son's like, oh, the winds of the shat, the winds of the shat are coming through. <laughs> and that was a, a term that my brother and I made up on a moose float because we were on, we were by like the Chattanooga and the winds were just making it so the raft was pretty much going up river. And I'm like, man, the winds of the shat, you know, and then yeah. it just became a thing. So every time it's windy, any time we're like, oh, you know, even my wife would be like, oh, the winds of the shat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it. It's like where mama keeps the peanut butter, you know. Yeah, and oh. and I can relate it to uh, like hockey lingo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 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 that's its own very unique. You know, the boys are buzzing. You know, tummy sticks and all this like. What, what are you guys talking about? You know, got yeah. some rink rest. Full code, code uh, lingo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, today we wanted to uh, do something a little bit different. Um, 
we want to kind of give everyone a heads up on uh, all the plan activities that we got going on this summer, um, all the different uh, family trips we got planned, solo trips we got planned, and kind of give people an update on uh, what we have planned. Of course, it'll be unplanned mm -hmm. things that go down and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, suicide runs and things of that nature that just happen or something cool gets brought up and you go from plan B to plan C. But you, you go into the summer with, you know, somewhat of a structure of you have these trips for sure lined up or, you know, you have an annual you do kind of like, you know, the go canna or something like that. And, and so kind of give people an idea of what the type of things that we will be doing um, and, you know, give people maybe the how to, you know, where we're doing it and people want to do the same thing because there's so much to do and you can't do it all. And some are so short, you know, you want to plan it and still be, uh, loose and, and not be so structured as, you know, Brandon, before you told me like last summer, you just had every single week and something planned, done, 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 yeah. done. Yeah. It was very well structured and everything got executed. But I almost couldn't even remember everything that I did unless I, like, went back and looked at my phone and the photos and the dates. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that trip. Or, oh, yeah, we did that hike. And I'm like, <laughs> it took a little bit away from, you know, you're like, get this trip done and on to the next one. And you forget about it before it's even over almost. And Like was, you didn't have a time to let it soak? No, no, none. Yeah. And. Like I said, it was a great eventful summer, even, you know, COVID going on. We were still, it didn't stop us at all. But that point that it just felt like it just, it went by so fast and they all do. But I don't know. It, I, I felt like it wasn't maybe the right move. Like maybe structural few things out, stuff you're going to lock in and do, holidays, things of that nature. But to have some leniency and your preparation and what you're going to do and, and have some things open. So when your buddy or a couple or, you know, somebody comes into town randomly, it's like, Oh, let's go do this or go to homeboy's cabin or go do this fishing trip. Cause the weather's good. It's like, if you're locked into everything, you're not even available to do that stuff. Yeah. So then you're disappointing whoever you had a plan yeah. with already, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it can be a bit of a whirlwind for sure. And when you plan it out like word, that whirlwind, yep. And you don't add any spont don't have room for spontaneity. It can kind of drag a little bit. It becomes mm -hmm. like more work. But when you're when you allow some spontaneity and flexibility on changing trips, it makes the summer kind of go smoother, for sure. And especially if you're a weekend warrior, just work go work go. If if you have weekday flexibility or can take vacation and stuff, it really can break it up and make it more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, man, trying to get away from going out only on the weekend is a really good move or even like you were telling me you want to do a Sunday, Monday, yep. change your days yep. off, which would be yep. really cool. Everyone's coming back to town. You're going out, you know, you're going to have the river or the trail, you know, to yourself yep. and your family. And if you could pull that off, that's, that's the go-to move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Or four tens or something. Yeah. Yeah. We discussed that at work with the staff. Um, <clears throat> a crew tried to do it last summer, but it wasn't what it was cracked up to be. And so this summer I kind of looked at all my vacation time and I'm like, you know, I can just pull off a Monday, Tuesday here and there and get my weekend started later and then try to hit that, you know, those areas, like you said, Daniel, when folks are coming back you yeah. know, from their weekends. So 
Yeah, a little envious of the sometimes the, <laughs> the slope boys that have the, the Man, two yeah. weeks off and mm-hmm. and they can just go all week to the opener of this or that and you got to go back to work. But then when the two weeks up and they got to go back to work, you know, you miss a lot of stuff and you yeah, miss a lot of time with you? your family. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's hard. That's a hard life to live, but it's really nice when you're home for those two weeks and getting to spend genuine time with your kids. You're not in a rush. You can go out and do these cool adventures um, on your own timetable. Yeah. yeah. I always figure that other avid outdoorsmen or folks that just like to get out there down in the States where their seasons are longer, <clears throat> clear my throat, um, they're weekend warriors too. You know, there's a lot of folks that work Monday through Friday and they're kind of in the same boat, but it's different up here because of the season. You know, our summer is, well, we stretch it out to six months, but it ain't six months. It's really like four, but we're at, we do our activities as if it's still summer, right? Yeah. Um, where most folks, I think, it would get start getting that cold that they wouldn't want to go out or it'd be too early. But our weekend warrior um, situation, I think, is there's more pressure because of the season is just short. Yeah. You know, versus a guy who can do it like nine months a year and be like, yeah. eh, I don't have to go out and go that do that fishing trip this week and the trout will be there next time. Yeah. For us, you know, this the fish are only running at a certain time. There's a season yeah. within the season. Yeah. 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 There's only like if you're trying to target certain things and catch good weather, all the all the stuff, all the variables and factors that go into planning a trip, like everything's like pinched down. Yeah. And so it just you try to go into it without putting the pressure on yourself, but it's there. It's just there, and you can't help it because time is short with yeah, it. Yeah, you know? get these short windows if you're a harvester. So, you know, morel mushrooms, yep. blueberries, you know, any type of vegetation, different types of yep. fish, you know, animals. Like, you're everyone's kind of doing that same thing. You have that short window to get it done. Absolutely. Yep. Time is of the essence. So let's just jump right into it and, and maybe come do like a little round table here where we're saying what we got going on, like what's the first uh, planned trip you got, and then we'll have Jackie um, tell us what he's got, and we'll just go kind of in around. And some of the trips we're actually doing together mm-hmm. um, as families or as, you know, friends. Yep. Uh, so what's the first thing? As of right now, um, I mean, we are recording in mid-April, mm-hmm. but I believe this episode won't come out until mid-May. Um, so Probably. it's pr- right about the height of that. So let's let's start off with maybe things that we got going on in May. Well, that's a good that's a good idea. Um, yeah, you know uh, the summer process of uh, your scheduling almost kind of starts after you know all of us put in for hunting permits. I think we've made you know that uh, a well known fact here, and then you start kind of figuring things out around that. And so um, fast forward to to May here. I know one of the things that we're doing as a group, which is not quite like weekend warrior thing, is a Saturday we were going to go do the Wild Sheep Foundation together, which I'm looking forward to that. That's a guy's trip. It's out in Palmer. We'll load up, carpool out there. That'll be a fun event. Um, go chop it up with the other fanatics that are into all the stuff that we're into, and that'll be fun. Um, the next thing after that is Mother's Day weekend. Um, for me personally, Mother's Day weekend actually used to be a, a huge summer seasonal event uh, that I used to do with my family uh, growing up with my mom. Uh, we used to love, uh, you know, going out to Finger Lake campground and we'd set up shop and 
there'd be like 30, 40 people there that weekend back in the day and um, gotten a little bit away from that. Um, my wife likes to spend the day with her mom and she's not exactly into all that. Um, so uh, that was something that it's on my radar, but it would normally be like a big outing, a camping trip, maybe early fishing trip, something like that. But um, I think we're just going to let the mom decide what she wants to do there. Now, the, now there's a there's a tricky situation with that because mm -hmm. when you say mom, there's m multiple you, moms, multiple moms that mm -hmm. have different ideas of what mm -hmm. they want to do for that day. So yeah. trying to balance that out, yeah, you know. And what I've come to to try to do on that Mother's Day is like, why don't you go with your mom and do whatever you two want to do? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, my my mom is out of town still. You know, they're like snowbirds, so. She won't be back, so it's like you do whatever you want to do unless you want to do something, you know. Well, you know, obviously you do the breakfast and all that oh, stuff yeah. for for yeah, the mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know, any uh, or most moms are pretty big into gardening and getting the flowers ready and the garden ready for the year, so they're you know going to bells or going wherever to get their their seeds and all their stuff and planters and yeah. Yep. You know, you stay home with the kids and let them go do their brunch and their flower getting and. We should grow some starters for them in the farms. That's a good idea. Be cool. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sure uh, Alexa could give you a list of things that over the years and years of doing it, you learn like what really grows best in our garden, you know, in our mm -hmm. yard and things that really are successful and like what we like or what the kids like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's actually kind of a big deal. I mean, every, every person that's got a place where you can grow something in your garden or a little spot at your house. It seems like, I know that's something that my wife and her mom and my mom love to do. That's a huge annual thing. And you're right. You said it right on the head. Mother's day weekend is like the start of it. They get, you get them their gift card. They go to bells, they get their stuff, you know, later that afternoon, it gets warmer. Their hands are in the soil already and they're, they're ripping in, into yeah. it. So that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but that is, that's a huge seasonal, again, a seasonal start that's super important. So you got to get started early too, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Takes our stuff quite a, quite a while to get uh, rooted and up out of there. So You have to be on it here. We got that short growing season. Exactly. And yeah. it seems like it's going to be a little cooler maybe this time around. Um, unless, you know, it gets real warm here in the next week or two and starts breaking things up good. But yeah. we got a later start than normal. So I think they're going to be um, – getting things started a little later yeah so. well speaking uh, about may i think uh the last few years you've kind of been getting me out to go yeah looking for black bears and mm -hmm. and and i'm actually excited to go do a little bit more of that with you and, and help mm -hmm. you out and um go to some of these spots that you've shown me to go just even glass and hang out and just kind of get out it's getting yeah. warmer you know get out there and, and do a little glassing now is the I know last year around this time we did that uh, that brown bear peninsula hunt. Yeah. Is that something that's on the books again? Yeah. Um, well, from the years prior, I, I I planned last year's like too early, if you remember. Mm -hmm. the, the, the thaw wasn't quite what I expected. So in this year, uh, I would just kind of monitored the winter. So I looking at how cold, like we had long stretches of really cold weather this year. So I just kicked everything back like two weeks this round as far as planning that. And mm -hmm. so 
uh, if we're talking about like the like the schedule, I, I took some notes and I got a full, <laughs> I got a full list of the email I'm about to send the boss man of oh. like, twenty plus days <laughs> off work. <laughs> I'm taking this summer and hunting season. Anyway, um, I do have something booked for the 16th through the 18th, which is that, which is that, yeah, which is that lake hunt. Also, oh, a Sunday through Tuesday. You got it. Looking at the yeah, camera. yeah, I booked that. Um, Monday, Tuesday night, or Sunday, Monday night, um, come home, you know, Tuesday late afternoon and then go back to work Wednesday. So that was something that I had booked and I actually have back to back. So I would like to do that. And then I was hoping to do a Prince William sound the following weekend where I took a Monday off as well. Mm. So, uh, just trying to take advantage of the time and there'll be the individual glassing sessions at night. Like we did last year where we kind of buzzed out of town just for, you know, a few hours and just enough to throw a pack on and your camo gear and just play the part, bring yeah. a few beers bring and some binos. And and yeah, yeah. Because you fun. get itchy. You're, getting, you're yeah. starting to get oh, itchy yeah. now. Like, oh, big time. Oh, let's get out there and do something. Yeah, I just posted yesterday my story there. I was out riding with the family, and I, I brought my scope. That's right. Yeah, and I did, I did find a set of tracks, too, up there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Coming right out of the right where the willows kind of end. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the bear's den right there. I mean, I'm yeah. really hoping they're bear tracks. I mean, they're pretty noticeable. So yeah. are both those hunts, uh, those um, bear hunts, are those spot and stock style or pretty much? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm not a baiter. I like to just spot them and get after them. And if you can get a shot on them, cool. If not, um, you know, nothing against bear baiting. I'd actually love to try that. I've never done it, but, um, yeah. So, and last year on, on the Prince William Sound one, you you and Eric got bears. We did. Okay. We did. I saw lots of bears too. Yeah, we messed up our first night and could have got two monsters, and we kind of blew it blew it up and realized what we could have done better, and and was a learning experience. But we ended up yeah. getting a couple of decent bears out of there. How did you so, butcher up that meat? Uh, how did I butcher it up? Yeah, butcher and process. Um. Well, you know, I ended up actually bringing both bears. Uh, what did we do? Uh, oh yeah, we skinned them out there the day we were coming home, and then I brought all the meat on the bone home together, and then I deboned everything off for grind, and then I just saved back straps for the bears, and then I ended up turning all that meat into sausage, and then I still have like the two really nice strips of back strap that Ooh. I was kind of saving for a special occasion for a couple huck- huckleberry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couple guys that want to get down and eat it um i have yeah. a recipe in mind that i'd like to do and if it's successful i want to throw it on the on the website yeah. and stuff and that that breakfast a sausage you gave me man that was amazing oh you finally had some oh well you had some you cooked some for us up but yeah we've oh we've i did been, yeah you're right yeah it's you're really right. really good yeah I, I tell people all the time it's the closest thing to jimmy dean's i've ever had shout oh out really to, yeah shout out to indian valley their spicy breakfast sausage with black bear yeah Oh man, dude. That's actually a really good comparison. That that's it does taste just like the Jimmy Dean pork. Yeah. I, I fed some to my cousin um when we were out a few weeks ago and he was like, if you didn't tell anybody, they wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. But you do gotta tell people when they're eating bear, I think. Oh, yeah. I think it's just fair to do that. But anyway, so yeah, those two those two hunts are on the horizon. Um the first hunt is is a brown bear. However, there are black bears as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember on our way out last year, we saw that nice black bear grazing on the grass oh, yeah, in the sun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I happen to think that that general area 
Well, it's no secret. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just there's people are cruising Kenai Lake and these lakes down there in that area and looking for these bears coming out, and it's a pretty popular spot. Yeah, Yeah, there's no, it's no secret there. You know, the area we were hunting was we saw mostly brown bears, which tells me that the black bears are probably pushed out of that general area. But Mm -hmm. I have seen, you know, other hills where I've seen a grizzly and a black bear on the same hill in, in five minutes. So it's not to say that they're not close but yeah you know anyway don't want to get too off target here but yeah so those two spring hunts um i talked to eric yesterday kind of put the bug in his ear um on the on the hunt thing and he you know didn't want to like commit right away or anything i just wanted to get his bug in his ear and i know jack and jake are going to be getting out depending on scheduling and stuff so um that's something that i I really love that prince william sound black bear hunt i know a lot of guys do it Mm mm-hmm um, was super popular back in the day, got shut down, opened back up by registration. So, um, been doing it the last like six years. It's so fun that, to climb around out there oh, in those, yeah. in those hills and those, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't really say mountains, but yeah. you know, to get up in there and get up above tree line a little bit and, oh, it's just beautiful, you know? Well, yeah, you can, you know, you can go drop pots and, um, midday, if you want to just go and drop a line for some rockfish or something, you can go do that and then gets later you can go cruise around the shore and and watch the hills and yeah i mean it's just a fun it's just a fun recreational activity yeah and then seeing bears is really cool and then if you get a bear that's just that's just the icing on the cake it's not really like going out there because i really got to have this black bear in my freezer i mean it's more or less just getting out there and it's just finally warm enough you know where you can go out on the back deck with a pair of binos and you could it's Sit a reason to pull out all the all the gears. All the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I mean, as for me, I know that I've kind of got you rousted up on that. What about you, Jack? I, I know you got the boat and um, Yeah, we'll uh we have our southeast trip planned. We we go down there oh, for yeah. Steelies. So uh what's the date on that again? Uh we're gonna go on May second. May second. So a little bit a okay. little bit late. Um are you flying out right after we do the banquet Saturday then? The next morning, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Dad and I and Jake's going to come down. I think Daniel's going to try to come. Yeah. Um, and then the kind of the crew that we've been going with for 20-plus like, years. Um, yeah, it's, it'll be nice to have some new younger blood in camp. Um, I'm definitely the youngest by a lot, so it'll be cool to have Jake there and hopefully Daniel. Um, yeah, so we'll go, yeah. we'll wet some flies down there. I always enjoy that. Um, hopefully we're not post-holing too much, but with the weather, uh, how much snow we've gotten this year and how late spring's going, I think we'll be post-holing a lot. Um, and then it's fun to watch otter mating season down there. Oh, so a lot oh, of, uh, sweet. a lot of intensity going on in the river. What's um, that sound they make? Oh, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, Yeah. <laughs> It sounds kind of horror, horror film-ish. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could find it. Yeah, pull it you, you kind of, the first reaction is, is like this shriek and you, you kind of like want to go help them, you know, or help her. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty aggressive. It's also really cool to watch them um, kind of stalk the steelies. So they'll, they'll be kind of cruising by real slow, go swimming downstream. They'll spot where the fish are, stay wide. And then they'll get out of the water and come back upstream and go full, full speed down, and take one out. And oh, these really? Are big steelhead, you know, 
30, 30 plus inch fish. And you see them pulling them out oh, of the yeah. water. Yeah. And they're, oh. they're like the size of Brooks Ranger, just not tall. Yes. You know, mm. about the same length there, the, the, a big river otter down there is a monster. So, yeah, uh, those hands on earth. He can get his teeth around a fish. A lot yeah. of cool nature stuff, you know, down there. Um, and then just, we don't get to be around Sitka spruce very often up, up here in Anchorage. So it's really cool to see the different forest and it's really easy to get lost in that forest. So bring yeah. the GPS, but that in reach is super important. Um, making sure you have your old waypoints and everything marked. So we'll go do that. And then, uh, I don't think I have anyone down there to surf with this year and, you know, I kind of need that other person to motivate me to go surfing instead of fishing. But hopefully one of those years, like Gideon comes down with us or Paul and we can go, go out and surf graveyards there. Um, after that, I'll come back here and probably get the wait for some glass days in the sound. Yep. And I have a new uh, shrimp pot puller by then. Um, mm. It'll be past April 15th. So shrimp season will be open. Nice. So we'll test our new pot puller. It's a prawn star. We got it out of Canada and uh, it's kind of a newer company. So we'll see how that works. Yeah. The prawn star. Wasn't that the name of one of those boats? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Was. yeah. <laughs> the, the Homer that's, King Derby. That's cool. The prawn star. Yeah. So we'll test that out. And just, I like waking up in those quiet mornings out there in the sound. So, you know, even if we don't get any shrimp and I'm sure we will get some shrimp and some yeah. rockfish, but even if yeah. we weren't harvesting and just going out that time of year picking some backcountry ski stuff would be cool there's mm -hmm. a lot of access out there um in the boat to get some untouched spring skiing in so i've I definitely thought about that yeah that's another thing yeah so i'll definitely you know bring my skis um and hopefully whoever joins me wants to ski um and then i know that jake and i want to go do some bow hunting out there so we probably won't take it too serious, just kind of enjoy ourselves those quiet mornings, but, you know, try to spot some bears. And we're seeing a lot more black bears almost on every trip year-round out there now. Year-round, I don't go out there in the winter very often. So right. between, you know, May and September, mm -hmm. you know, October, we usually see black bears. So, yeah, it should be pretty fun, May. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, Daniel, you'll probably be going pretty hard on the hot dog stand too, right, as far as – yeah, May's um, weekends and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I get done with my school district contract the end of April there, and and then in May it's you know trying to get the the whole business just kind of running smoothly, and mm -hmm. so that I can take these days off to go do right. these trips. You know, yep. to make sure all the employees remember all the things that need to happen and the order, and you know, just making sure everything's on top of it. So really, I mean, I. My main trip in May has always been our first family camping trip, and that's like our Memorial Weekend trip. Um, you know, the kids are just got done with school. And what we've been doing the last at, at least a decade, I want to say, we've been going to the Anchor River Beach. Um, and we get a big group of us, a family, and, and I go down there with the uh, all the king, king set up because the opening of the Kings is on that Friday night. Um, and we bring, you know, we're, 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 we're tent campers. And so we'll go camp on there and I'll bring the four wheeler and the other four wheeler and, and the kites. And it's such a really cool family trip. It's not like a legitimate, it's not like a real campsite. You know, you just kind of go pull over wherever you want. You set up your own things. Uh, we eat and the kids are learning to drive the four wheeler and we're up and down. And then as the tides come in, 
Uh, we're fishing for the kings that are coming in. And what's really cool is you can you can camp right there, and literally the fishing is right there, so you don't even have yep. to leave Walk if right you don't for, want to. Right down to the water. So you can go there, and, and there's plenty of space, uh, so kids can you know whip around those big king hooks and things like that, and, and not worry about catching somebody. And sometimes we'll uh, we'll ride the four wheeler all the way down to the mouth there, where the, where it's coming in, and see if we can't catch one of those kings and we've been pretty successful we've gotten one or two at least every single year one of a one of the people in our group and uh and sometimes it's the kids you know i think cisco's boy actually was got got the king last year and it's always like all right well we're gonna eat half this you know as a as a group and we'll cook it up right there that night and then whoever caught it gets to take the rest home you know but it's a really fun trip and uh we'll go you know on long four-wheeler trips up towards Homer and there was like a cool beached well last year. I mean, not that that's cool, but it was cool to see. see Yeah, it was cool for the kids to see and 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 the kids could run around there and and you know there's it's not uh it's mellowed out a lot. It's not like party zone. It's mostly families that are all camping there and people are aware. People are you know you might get the one guy that's flying flying with his four wheeler you know eighty miles an hour down the beach but there's plenty of space there where a lot of times they'll be closer to the water and then the tide comes in and the tide goes out and that's always fun to go oh. out there and walking around and check mm-hmm. the tide pools and the kids you know try to collect whatever you know crabs or whatever they can catch and it's just a really really relaxing time it's a it's a long drive um from anchorage but it's it's worth it and people bring their dogs and Sometimes we, uh, some of the boys, the older guys, will actually hike up to the river and uh, go in there, and you can bring your bikes, and there's just so much to do, you know, and it's a great, great experience, and just relaxing, and you got, you know, the three-day weekender, and I try to leave Thursday mm. um, to kind of beat the crowd and, and kind of get a one of the spots that I like better, and, and then sometimes we'll leave Sunday. I think last year we ended up staying because it was so beautiful. We just were like, man, we can't leave. Yeah. It's just so nice, you know. I think the wind it was blowing pretty hard, and then it died down that day. Yeah, I think too that weekend. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely gets windy out there. Obviously, you're just really exposed, you know, yeah. on the beach right, right on there. The beach. Yep. But that accounts for cool, you know. And there's lots of eagles and a lot of kite flying, and you no, know, no bugs. And exactly, <laughs> no bugs. That is one thing that's nice about that. The wind can be a pain in the ass, but it just don't no mosquitoes. Yeah, that's that a nice. that's a big plus. Uh-huh. Yeah, they could be the worst one. that time of year. So it's pretty nice that time of year too down there on either an Anchor Point, Deep Creek, or Homer. Um, Nilchik. Yeah. You know, kind of like that. The secret is like get out for halibut then, because yep. it's good then. You know, if you can go yep. limit out in your halibut and be done for the summer. Yeah, um, and and then you you see people actually landline or land fishing from there. And actually, I want to say that Joe Peters uh, brought his boat, and sometimes. Um, the you know the Peters brothers go out there and they'll bring one of their boats, and we'll just launch it right there, um, kind of like Kelsey was saying on on the Nanilchik deal where they got the tractor that'll yep. mm-hmm. push you out there, yep. and you're just literally, you know, quarter mile from shore, right. so you can still see the camp and you're just trolling, yeah, you know, right there and, and and catching kings and halibut and things nice. like that, and it's, you know, someone brings a boat that's just another added cool element, yeah, for sure, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's like the start, the start of the uh, the camping season. I have been going earlier, actually. I think I want to say we went to the Russian River the weekend before, mm-hmm. which was really cool. There's like no one there. Yeah, 
you know, and and it's pretty nostalgic for me. You know, we grew up going to the Russian River, and but now it's like you got to reserve it. Yeah, you know, you can't get oh, in there. Yeah. But it's really nice to go really early, like in May or after the season, like October. Mm-hmm. You know, September, and there's you can just choose whatever nice yeah, campground whatever you want to go to, yeah. and you bring the bikes and you cruise yeah. around and you go hike around and walk, and it's just more laid back, not so busy, not so many motorhomes and and people all over and. Yeah. Get you out and check the gears and all yeah. that. The last four years we've been kicking off um, the family camping season the first week of May uh, with a big group of other families going down to Seward for the Pink Cheeks Triathlon. And oh. that's been really fun. Last year they ended up canceling the triathlon, but the beach campground was still open, so we all still went. And uh, hopefully we get into that. It'll, if we go, it'll be the weekend after we head to the southeast. But um, I really enjoyed that triathlon. It's it's a lot of fun and it supports the local community there. Yeah. So if you, I mean, that's a really great area anywhere. And you know, Nanilche, Clam Gulch. I mean, growing up, Clam Gulch was our thing on that weekend, um, or any tide. You know, when we really, when we used to be able to clam, and it was amazing. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. you get some huge tides and really huge clams. And then as we grew into teenagers, we moved to uh, Nanilchik Beach. Um, you know, Kelsey's stomping grounds over there, and, and, and that was like a party. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. you know, that was our 18 to 26-year-old. You know, no one's married. No one's kids. We're just raging, you yeah. know. Everyone's partying, but then you fish during high tide and then yeah. go back to partying. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, high tide's at midnight. We're going to go fish for two hours, and then we'll come back and finish this bottle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fire's still blazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then as, as uh, you know, people started getting married and, and kids started coming along, like, well, we, we're not going to go to the nail chick with the rowdy, rowdy crew. So we just kind of went down to the next, you know, deep creek, and then now we're at Anchor River, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm sure in like five years we'll be at Allen Homer. Oh yeah, you know? yep. <laughs> and there's a big family group, you know, Thompson and the Seversons, and yep. all those guys all go to that, Homer. That's what we do. We go to Homer on that weekend, and and we uh we go out halibut fishing. Yeah, it's really nice. A lot of tide pulling. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect weekend for that. Yeah, you got to make those camping reservations so far in advance to, yeah, get, it's, to get a good spot. In it's Homer. not like what it used to be. We were kids. We used to do this. Um, big family camping trip to uh down Skilak Lake Road to Hidden Lake campground. Oh yeah, Hidden Lake. You ever you yep. ever been mm-hmm. to that campground? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um back in like like 95 I think, mid 90s, they re- they like redid the whole campground. I mean, they paved it. They they made it nice and that yeah. was really awesome. It's super funny just to break you up. It, you, no, go, you go in on like the worst road in the world. It is oh, like my God. classically oh, that road from the upper ski lake <laughs> is awful. And then you get to the campground and it's paved. Yeah. You're like, whoa, uh, what's, what's going on here? This is crazy. If you can make it this far, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, you get some luxury to drive around a loop. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to change your trailer tire. You know. Oh, man. We've Dude. changed many yeah. a boat trailer tires on that. I'm sure you guys have too. That, that used to be such a cool trip in um maybe like 12 years ago we we went up there like on a wednesday yeah and all the campsites were reserved and it was like the first year that they went online yeah and i didn't know and it just soured my grapes for that campground like ever since and it's kind of unfortunate that it's done that for me in several other campgrounds in in the state and i i don't want i shouldn't i shouldn't shed negative light on that i mean it's great that 
people are, are spending the money and they're reserving the campgrounds and they and the money's going towards the maintenance to keep those campgrounds alive. And, and so it's, it's a good thing, but the days of like first come first serve and, and get into a campsite on a Friday night after work, like it, it's just, it's not as easy as it used to be. You, no. They're yeah. all kind of reserved. And so many of good memories of the family, um, extended family and friends that have come on trips to hidden Lake. Um, if you ever get a chance, best time to go, out there is like midweek take a couple days off on a tuesday wednesday thursday and, and go check out hidden lake it's a beautiful campground great hiking um good boating um again it's paved so you can bring bikes and and uh skateboards and i don't know what are the kids rollerblades oh no the, the uh, um, one wheels and electric scooters and whatever but uh if you if, if you like you know bring a sky uh, a kayak or, or a paddleboard mm-hmm. or something, um, you know, it's got a beautiful little front bay there and a uh, great amphitheater for fires, and, you know, it's a cool little spot. So when you, we talked about Memorial Day, I felt like I had to I had to drop a little little memory yeah. of love on uh, Hidden Lake because yeah, that was like a spot nice. we went to for so many years and so many memories. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'd throw that out there. I love that place. Well, speaking about those spots and things, and I think last yeah. year, we'll get into um, June here in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I ran into uh, Trent when uh, at Quartz Creek, and that's we'll get into that. But I was speaking with of Trent, you were with me, yeah. Yeah, well, we were, yeah. <laughs> so we ran into, into Trent Taylor, the owner of uh, Tailored Restoration. He's one of our big sponsors. Um, he's he's a lifetime Alaskan. I mean, he he's basically has a business that allows people to call him, and if you have some sort of water damage or fire damage or anything like that, he'll come help you out. Um, if you got some carpets you need to be clean or you're doing a full remodel um they're gonna come remodel your stuff they've done some of jack stuff i've helped him he's come to my house and done some things i got actually some projects lined up that i want to give him a call um and there's pretty much nothing they can do i mean you have pet accidents uh down trees in your yard overflowing toilets anything like that they have an emergency response number you can call them anytime uh they're in anchorage they're in wasilla they're in the matsu they're in fairbanks i think pretty much they'll go anywhere on the road system um, for any type of repairs or remodeling you want to do. Uh, their website is tailoredrestorationalaska.com. The Anchorage phone number is 344-1239. And for the Fairbanks boys, 455-1239, uh, tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Um, so, yeah, I ran into – so what have we been doing talking about, uh, you know, having to reserve things. And, and for people that are are, are wanting to – Go to reserve things. I believe the web the website is recreation.gov. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. And uh, the way that that works is you need to decide what campground you want to be at. I mean, so it takes a lot of forethought and planning. Um, you want to know what, first of all, what camp area you want to go to, whether it's Russian River or Trail River or Quartz Creek. And then, you know, Keep an eye out on what spots you really like. You want to be near the lake or you like it back over here by the creek a little bit better. Take notes of those actual campsite numbers. And I want to say six months prior to the date that you want to reserve that is when it opens. Um, So, Mm -hmm. for example, what I've been doing now, um, this is pro tip, you know, a lot of times, so six months from when I want to do the opener of the uh, of the Russian River and the yep. Kenai for the Reds. I mean, that's our that's our second really big family trip. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been 
camping on the river a lot and, and taking the raft and all that. But I find it a lot of times easier when I'm getting off of work on a Friday. If I already have a camp spot reserved at Quartz Creek or Russian River or any of those campsites around that area, it's really nice to pull in there late on Friday, you know, set up your camp, yep. eat, you know, have some beers. And then the next day, go hit the river and come back to the campsite instead of having to load the full raft and all that stuff, which we, we will, yeah. we do that as well. And that's, it's just a little bit more yeah. work to do that. Yeah, kind of so for the first trip, it's nice to, to go ahead and reserve that. Um, so what I've done now is I, I try to reserve it from Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So then I have it the whole time I can go pull up Thursday or sometimes what happens if let's say you don't have it till Friday and you get there and the, the people before are still there and then you're just kind of waiting around you know, so this year I, uh, I ended up getting two Quartz Creek spots, um, one for my family and I try to get the biggest ones, like the ones that allow like four vehicles. Cause they're real sticklers on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. The campground host is going to come around and be like, well, this is actually a two vehicle and you're sitting here with the motor home and a truck and a trailer and all this stuff. It's so you learn and you know, I, I try to get a bigger spot than I think so that, you know, you're going to invite family or, you know, another, another family yeah, to come with you. He's going to come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this year what I did was I teamed up with my brother and we're like, all right, well, let's get these two spots next to each other, you know, and they're all pretty spaced out, but there's still the woods in between where the kids can run back and forth. And then that way we just have the spot reserved, you know, and they do, you know, as a, as a notice, they do, keep some of the spots first come first serve um and and all those campgrounds there's there's a certain number of spots i don't know what the percentage is of spots that are first come first serve Mm. because they get super popular right yeah and people are booking those from all over the world right to come to those pristine pristine campsites and uh and 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 that's probably one of the only trips where i actually do a campground campground you know because there's a lot of rules in those campgrounds you know you got to be quiet by 10 and you coolers got to be in the truck yeah clothes tight yeah and so the outdoor activity at those spots are usually crowded yep yep so you know you're fishing the russian river it's you know combat fishing yes yes Mm-hmm. But but it's you know it's it's there's some nostalgia it's something that we did growing up all the time and of course it's gotten busier as there's more people and you know more excitement and and it's kind of cool that now you can reserve it you know at first I was against it I was like oh that's messed up we should be able to just pull up and get a yeah. spot you know but with so many people and it kind of helps you plan you know that that trip and right. that's that's one of those trips that's like set yeah like every year the opener of of the Russian you know we're coming down to fish the Russian on a night and then also raft the river and, and kind of get away from some of the people and, and go fishing there. And it's just really nice to have your spot reserved. Cause we've had many times where like 4th of July, we decided to go to Seward or something and, and there's not one spot. Yeah. You don't anywhere. have any options. Oh dude, I had to go all the way back to um Ptarmigan. I want to say it's called Ptarmigan Creek. Ptarmigan yeah. Creek. Mm-hmm. And luckily we got yeah. one spot at like one in the morning. Yeah. The kids are just like, you know, wiped out. Oh man. Yeah. It's also a little depressing. Like, you know, you go to do the Russian river one, you get on there and is it, I think it's 5am. Is it five or six? I think it might be 5am that they go live. So, as far as the, like the, the reservations. Ferry? Oh, oh, like gotcha. six months in advance. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Anyway, you get up at whatever it is, five in the morning, and you go on there to get home, 
and you fail. You can't get one. Yeah, they're already reserved and or the website's so bogged down. Try again the next morning. You try again the next morning and then you get them and you go in there and you go camp and you drive through the campground and there's all these no-shows. Yes. And that, that's, that's I just wonder, you know, how many no-shows versus people that actually show. I, last year was kind of weird because COVID, but I had um, you know six days at the Russian River last year, two different weeks. And um, we actually had a third week, but we gave it to some friends. Um, and I was driving around and half of them were empty. It was COVID, but, do, you know, do they re-release them? Or is there a way that you have to announce that you're not coming yeah. or you can't get them next year, kind of like with hunting? But it would be cool if that was managed in a way that optimized the usage. Yeah. 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 Especially for the guy that just drifts through there. If someone ain't there. There to take Man, the it's really annoying to go in there and be looking for a spot. And it's just like reserve, 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 reserve. Mm-hmm. But there's no one there, and it's literally one in the morning. And like, whoa, we're just falling in. Yeah, and you yeah. got to, and then you get the knock on the, you know, from the camp host, and yeah. it's like, hey, you're you're not this person, and you have to explain like, whoa, I'm well, well, going to drive back be. to Anchorage, you know? Yeah, like I'll pay, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, it, it's gotten weird. I mean, it's just one of those things that we have to, or not that we have to, we've been adapting to. Those of us that grew up here, our lives, and, you know, you would pull in there and the campground was like a, almost a four by four trail to get into the campsite. And it was an unmaintained, there might be a fire pit with a dilapidated picnic table. And actually, it was the funnest back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's all, you know, Gucci'd out and clean and nice. But. Yeah, we just got to get used to that, and I mean, it it brings good money to the state and maintaining those um, those areas and those parks, and so yeah, you know, it does have an awesome do. energy though with all those people out there, especially like on the Russian River. It is oh, just when it's buzzing, fun. you just yeah. walk through the different campground loops, and people are playing different games, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know they they just have the all these different activities that they bring down there year after year and make a routine and they just are very welcoming and it's just fun yeah. it's they're vibrant mm-hmm. yeah kids running around riding bikes and all the time I, groups I, I, and, and yeah. i remember my dad we'd pull into the um the russian river thing and with, when they had just paved that oh, road yeah. and it was the mm-hmm. best rollerblading oh, like that was when oh, yeah. like rollerblades was hot yep. and uh my dad would literally like go and leave me and my brother and we would rollerblade you know that whole way all the way to whatever you know silver salmon or whatever campground we were and that was just like the best you know just to go ride that thing and you know skateboard and and just like you said you bring the bikes and the all the different games and it becomes more than just a fishing trip yeah you know yeah and when is the when is the red opener is that 10th june 10th that's june 10th okay June tenth, midnight, right? Yeah. So June eleventh, really. Yeah. Um, Six eleven. Okay. And you know the big, the real deal boys are out there at midnight, ready to. Rock. Oh man. Ready, yeah. Ready to rock. There's Standing a lot the of water. people out. Yeah. 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 For both reds and bows. Yeah. The rainbows have been closed for a while. Well, mm. rainbow and mm-hmm. uh, Dolly Barton. Yeah. And closed from like what the beginning of May. Through that that mm-hmm. for uh, spawning, so um, it's usually pretty good. Yeah. So, so June for, for my family, um, you know, we're really big into the, into the river and the rafting and fishing and, you know, my son's addicted and my wife's learning to fly fish. She was, you know, ocean fishing girl her whole life and never did much really, uh, river fishing, a little bit of rod and reel style, but, you know, I've been trying to 
you know, get her to, to fly fish and try to, you know, catch some of these bows and dollies and even catching the salmon with the, with the fly rod is just a little bit more fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then the, the, the next couple weekends of June, we will go and camp on the river and that's like, we're a little bit more prepared. We'll load up, you know, the coolers and the firewood and all the stuff and hopefully find a spot. It's becoming increasingly more busy and yeah, it is. Uh, more taken and, things like that and and they've they've had to number the spots and put like signs up and they haven't yet gone to a reservation i'm assuming that eventually it's going to get to that it where will. you're going to have to reserve yeah, reserve your yeah. corner on the river to go camp yeah um yep. unfortunately um but just that means just more people are out doing cool things that we've been doing you know yep and not in secret but maybe without as many people and people mm-hmm. are noticing you know yeah well, more folks have the the rafts, the boats, just the equipment. Um, they get a buddy's buddy or a buddy who gets them out there for the first time, and they're hooked. And why yeah. not? It's fun. Yeah, that time frame is so fun. Whether you're a weekend warrior, you're a suicide run on a Tuesday, you get down there and do your get your pluck your three reds and come yeah. back with the report. Got my fish in seventeen minutes. Yeah. You know, got them three casts. Yeah, and and back to the season thing. I mean, it's such a short little window on that first run that you're gonna go, and and I don't have a river boat, so to me, I I can't really hit the lower unless I'm going with a friend or the middle. We'll raft the middle too as well, and and do the do the whole thing all the way through gyms and go all the way down to Bing's, which is really really fun. Yep. Um, but uh, I mean, we're just river rat river rafting river rats like all of just june on it yeah. is, is our is that's like our preferred activity in june for mm-hmm. my family oh. let, let me ask you something about that so how, how old would you be comfortable with the kids spending the night like what age are kids good spending the night on the kenai river camping versus like i get it like going in the boat make sure they can swim and but actually camping because there's all those times when you're camping where you don't have a constant eye on what everything that's happening yeah um i started taking my kids out obviously when they knew how to swim um i mean it's a river it's dangerous things happen at least you want them to have at least somewhat of an ability to get to the shore if something happened you know obviously you're very very careful when you bring in children um but anywhere i mean i want to say you know six six years old Mm -hmm. And, uh, and normally there's some really good campsites there that, uh, the river's not raging right by the beach there. it's like maybe a slow, gradual, um, not so deep so that you can, I mean, you still got to keep an eye on them and, you know, obviously there's bears and things around and, but at least they're not going to take one misstep and just get swept away, you know, from the river. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I've gone on solo trips with my older son when he was, you know, six and get him going. And then once the wife started to come in and, you know, you got the dog that's on high alert as well. Yeah. And we like to go with another family as well. So it's just almost that, uh, that village, you know, mentality of yep. watching as, you know, maybe the moms go fish and then maybe the kids will go fish and I'll go cook. And then maybe I get to go fish, you know? Yep. The group parenting is nice. Yeah. 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 Yep. You don't get as much fishing in. When you go with the family, it's more about getting them going and, you know, getting their snags off and snacks and, you know, dinner time. And, and, and my, and this is actually another, another kind of dad tip. Um, so I've made it, I wanted it to be very fun for my kids. I wanted them to enjoy it. Um, I remember many a times, you know, 
growing up that I didn't want to go fishing and I, because my dad, it just wasn't that fun some of the times, you know? And so my thing with them is th- as long as the three rules, you know, they're being, you know, they're having fun, they're being safe, you not know, and they're not, not complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, they can eat whatever they want. So to them, it's like, it's oh, snack yeah, city, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they can, yeah. that's when they get to have their root beer and their juices and, Ho-ho's you know, and, and all the stuff. So shit. then it's yep. just whatever you want to do, have it. You don't need to ask, just yeah. get into the Yeti, grab whatever root beer, grab chips. And so it's to them, it's, they're kind of in control of their own, their own, whenever you want your cup of noodle or your hot dog, you know, and it's just, we don't nag them, you know. I, I just let them play. This is your place to throw rocks and hit sticks and, you know, do whatever you want, you know, and just be, be a kid, be a kid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's really, so they really enjoy and look forward to, to that. I mean, a lot of it, there's plenty of candy and, yeah and, and snacks and stuff like that, yeah. but you know, s'mores. Yeah. On the weekend, it's, that's one of the things that, you know, no rules, just, Eat it if you want to eat it. Yeah. Stay up as late as you want to stay up. You know, you fall asleep by the fire. I'll, you know, Papi will carry you and put yeah. you in the in the thing. And, and you know, we're not doing the iPads and oh. and the phones and all yeah. that. It's like Leave there's no more stuff to do than that, yeah. you know. And that's what they remember. Yeah. They remember that fun. I, I feel like, admittedly, I fail sometimes having young children that, Sometimes I might just be a little too serious sometimes. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, it's keeping them safe and it's keeping them from getting hurt. And, you know, then you got to remember, like, all right, like, you know, they're going to swing sticks around and somebody might get smacked in the face. It's going to happen. Obviously, you tell them, hey, be careful. Yeah. And, 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 but I sometimes feel like I spend too much energy, like, harping on them a little. And you saying that. Like reminds me that you know, let them be kids, man. Yeah, it's okay if they're screaming and they're. And really, the talk is between me and my wife. Like, hey, yeah, this is what I want this experience yeah, to look point. like, and I don't want any like the normal stuff that goes on. I want this to be special, where it's like yeah. you guys can do pretty much whatever back. you want, mm-hmm. as long as you're being safe. Yep. yep. And then, and they know that, so it's exciting to them. You know, it's not like oh, dad's dragging us yeah. to the river, and you know, we got to sit here and watch him. Yep. fish you know and so and and he's learning to oar and and do all that stuff so you know i, I taught him how to fly tie his own his own hook this winter and so he's like oh, he's go with yeah. all this stuff and and you know obviously the gear and we always bring the winter coat like the winter puffy oh yeah coat for them because it just gets cold in the morning and at oh, night man. so that's yeah. one of the main things as long as they're not cold and they're not hungry i mean there's there should be no complaining right yeah, I think June for us is going to be pretty cool. Um, Jake and I last year started doing the Super Cub targeted Kings trips. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky to have a fishing buddy like that. Um, so we'll go out and... Uh, we, is it like early June? Like early... Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the Kings are running all yeah, through June. I'd say the last week of May through the 21st, 23rd is kind of like when we'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, all the trips I went on, we were skunked. But Jake definitely tore it up when I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> so ho- hopefully we can reverse the luck. Maybe it's like an odd even year thing. So the odd year is good for me to go. And I'll just take off next year. You know, a little, little pink, reverse pink salmon right there. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that. Um, I definitely am going to get out on to Resurrection and bike. I, I like biking from uh, Cooper's back down to Hope. So one of these weekends, you know, 
we'll have some friends going down to the Kenai to to the Russian River. You drive right by that camp that um trailhead. So someone dropped me off and nice. Hopefully they find another buddy to ride it with and just do a day trip. I really like that one. Um and I think it's like one of those things that you just gotta make time to do and it's super rewarding because when you're done you're just you have all the endorphins. It's like a long run or a killer day hiking. Um it's super rewarding. So we'll do that. Um, we have Dude's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that'll yeah. be June 19th over a Double Shovel. Mm-hmm. And so Dude's Day is uh, kind of going to be in prep of Father's Day this year. So it's a Saturday before Father's Day. And um, there'll be all kinds of um, local sporting good stuff, um, fishing, fit. So who's all coming? Do we know exactly? Yeah, well, we got a little bit of a list. Um, so this is going to be one of our live events that Alaska Wild Project is putting in with Side by Side with Double Shovel. Um, and so Dude's Day, and the idea is, is it's a lot of times it's hard to find a gift for your father or, you know, your husband um, who, you know, pretty much buys like we all do as dads. Just If we want it, we're going to go get it. Or, you know, they don't know exactly what brand to get of a fillet knife or or whatnot. And so some of the companies that are lined up to go, for example, we have Barney Sports Chalet that's going to be out there. Um, I want to say Alaska Raft and Kayak comes out there. We have some coffee companies that come out there. Um, Mossies usually go. Mossies. Full Curl Archery. Full Curl Archery. Um, and so, and, and that just kind of gives you an example of all these outdoor businesses and uh, gear driven businesses that will come out. Uh, on that day, it's a full day on, you know, June 19th at Double Shovel. Um, and it's inside and, and Double Shovel has graciously, graciously opened up their entire brewery uh, to people that have their booths in there. And so we will be doing a live podcast um, that day. It'll probably, it'll probably be a one or two part series because we're going to want to mm-hmm. talk to everyone that's in there, um, all these other business owners and people that are going to be coming by and and just making a real big event on that 19th. So put it down on the calendar. Um, moms, dads, if you're looking to talk to some gear specialist and looking for some cool gifts, um, art, you know, it's it's endless and it's only going to grow bigger and bigger as as more companies and more uh, people are coming in to, to uh, be a part of that. And then if you want to be a part of it and you're listening to this and you got something cool going on, um, like maybe the axe throwing guys. I think I think they, they were might, there last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So th- I think they're on board. Um, so it's just a whole event that you can come in. And it is a family event, so you can bring your kids, yep. um, and bring them out there. And it's twelve to eight on Saturday, June nineteenth. Uh, we'll be there doing live po- live podcasts and you know selling shirts and hoodies, and everyone else will be selling their stuff and yep. drinking good ciders. And there's food trucks that come out, and uh, it's just a day to go in and maybe get that last minute. Father's Day gift, or you know, check out some products. I want to say Heather's, Heather's yeah, from Heather's, Heather's Choice will be there. Will be out mm-hmm. there, and so it's just a plethora of, of businesses supporting each other and 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 doing that. And then the next day's Father's Day, so I mean, my plan is we'll be there all day, and then the next day I go with my dad and my brother on a, on a Kenai float, and we go out there and do a dad's a dad's float. You know, awesome, and. uh so that'll be a good a good Saturday, and hopefully the weather's nice. So maybe some booths will be inside, some will be outside. You know, yep. that's kind of weather dependent as yep. as many things in Alaska. It's going to happen no matter rain or, yeah, shine, rain or shine or snow. We're doing it, yeah. Um. So so real big thanks to Double Shovel 
uh for letting for collaborating with us to make this yeah, this event this live event happen and and hopefully it's the start of many more uh events that we that we want to do yeah the origins of the dudes day was pretty cool because we katie and uh the, kind of the rest of the crew at the double shovel had that this ongoing conversation where our w girlfriends or wives or moms or sisters were constantly asking other people like oh what do you think jack would like yep. and uh, we wanted to create a space where all the local businesses could get together and then you know those people looking to buy gifts for a dude could come so it's not for dudes the gifts are for the dude so these people that want to buy gifts for the dudes can just come down and meet the local business owners and see what they're doing and uh, mm -hmm. find some cool ideas um, and the last one was super successful. Um, j just the the public really liked it. So, it, and we we usually do them pre Christmas, but this year we had COVID and weren't able to do it. So it's nice that we're able to do it again for Father's Day. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I you know I'm always gun ho out of town that weekend, and um, <clears throat> being one of our um, one of our first you know live events that we're actually going to be on the ground. Uh, on the site with our equipment and doing our thing. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. So. And, it, and it kind of worked out because with the last couple of years for Father's Day weekend, we've been getting together as a big group and doing that Trail River campground. Um, Trail River has, within Trail River campground, they have an area that is designated for big parties. Oh, nice. Um, so it's like a campground within a campground. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say it's private, but it's like gated off. And within yeah, that little campground, yeah, it is, they have, um, you know, they have a big gazebo and a big grill and they have a volleyball thing and a kid's playground. And it's like pretty much one loop. And I want to say there's, you know, 10, 10 maybe 10 to 15 right sites that you can have for a big group whether you know you're a church or your boy scouts or you know like we do you know 10 families mm -hmm. and that's another you know one of those campsites that's similar to uh, quartz creek or these that are all paved um you got the Kenai lake right there so you can go out there with your paddle boards or your kayaks or some of us go fishing mm -hmm. or you hang around there and just bike around and hang out with the family and, and play tag and do whatever and uh, great great weekend for that yeah that sounds incredible it yeah was a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Is that the only one of its kind, or is there there are other ones around the state? Yeah, not, not that I know of. I, I think Hidden Lake kind of has a little setup, um, but not where it's like private. It's not. It's not really private. What is it? It's just reserved for big it's a groups. Group, it's a group site, I guess, is like what it's yeah. technically called when you when you do the re reservation of it. Um, and it is very popular in terms of reservation wise. So get on top of that. But um, it definitely is sweet because. You don't have all the public cars racing around through the campsite and all your kids can kind of run around and bounce around and they're all kind of consolidated to this like one area. And so that makes it really fun. And if you want to get big groups together, get the big group together for like a meal, a dinner or breakfast or lunch or something, there's that like pavilion type mm -hmm. gazebo, huge fire pit, picnic tables, covers. So if it starts raining, you can go up under the cover get the tunes cranking people are playing cornhole and volleyball and all that it is an awesome awesome spot yeah for that and we missed the the do we have it reserved i know it's not luck good thing it worked out because we would have not been able to go with the dudes day thing yeah did it no, get pushed it back it got pushed back to the next weekend oh perfect yeah yeah so we get to do dudes day um and then 
I'm doing the I'm doing the uh, I'm gonna take the family up to off the Denali with the side by side and the four wheelers and we're gonna go do a camping trip back in there. Uh, the next day after dude's day, right after yep okay. we're gonna take off and go do that thing nice. is that tingle lakes or where yeah that's what i was thinking yeah, yeah tingle lakes or sweet or you know one of those trail systems um it's it's, it's gonna be kind of early it's gonna be around the time that the snow's probably close to fully melted so depending on on where water levels and river levels and things are it'll determine where we go i haven't done that in a really really long time so it'll be kind of a relearning experience doing mm-hmm. that but I'm really excited about it, and, and it's something we haven't done as a family. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really stoked about doing that and getting out there and seeing it that time of year. So that next weekend after that, you'll be at the the campground of Moose Pass then? Correct. Yeah, so yeah. you should River. load up the, mm-hmm. the twins and come out there, man. Yeah, so. If you have them, yeah, that'd be sweet. It'll be, that, that's really um, coincidental because we're doing a race a relay race double shovel um it's a fundraiser race and we're doing it from i think it's from a Klutna to Ho- Ho- um seward so we'll be running right by that wow. with like a motor you know mo- people loaded up in a motorhome and i think the legs are anywhere from like three miles to 13 miles oh, okay and we're bringing the kids Sweet. So, so um, like the whole double shovel family is like, oh yeah, Pax and Peyton are coming, you know. So Sweet. Yeah, we'll uh, maybe like my last run, uh, my last leg will be like right at your campground and perfect. Like, unload oh, the kids. And we'll yeah. right in for a cold caribou shot. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be great. <laughs> and caribou calls. Yeah, there'll be you know twenty five kids with open arms, you know, ready to go there. That's just the perfect time for that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so that's the following weekend. So that is the twenty fifth, the last weekend in June. Yep, that will be at the yep. Trail River. It will be there, and and the Trail River is on the uh, what south side of the Kenai Lake. There, mm-hmm. heading towards Seward, you actually got to take the exit towards Seward, um, but it is still on the lake. And there's several campgrounds from there all the way into Seward. Um, that are just right. really great family Primrose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Primrose. Started Lost Lake. Yep. And even now there's some nice things over there by the glacier. Um, by exit. Uh, yep. I heard mm-hmm. they've actually oh, made some great. cool things in there. It yeah. used to kind of be rogue style. Yeah. The party uh, camping area. Yeah. But yeah. I think they've, they've kind of cleaned it up a little bit, kind of like they did out there in Jim Creek and the Butte. And oh, they kind of made good. it more designated oh, that's cool. style, which is cool. Yep. Yeah. So, um, go ahead and, Get a shout out to a sponsor, uh, one of our favorites, Treehouse AK, uh, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Uh, be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Uh, They're focused on relationships over transactions. You can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at the treehouseak.com. And as always, please remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Treehouse AK. Nice. Yeah, so June is like a really, I find is one of those months in the summer when we're talking about preparation for stuff. It's it's packed. I mean, I when I was talking about overly doing the 
pre-scheduled summer weekend thing last year. June's one of those where it just undoubtedly is one that just gets loaded up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's just because it's like the real first beginning month of summer, like June, right? Like April is April. It's not a summer month for us. May is like our, is Alaska's true spring month is May, you know, early May. Most of the time, none of the lakes are open. Most stuff isn't available. We talked about Memorial weekend at the end of May. Uh, unfortunately, you're limited to where you can actually go that time of year. Obviously the Kenai Peninsula is a really popular destination because it's further South. Typically the lakes are open. The trails are open. There's stuff to do. You go north of, say, Willow, Talkeetna. At that point, there's still snow. There's still ice. Some of the lakes are still locked up. You go, say, north of Palmer, Sutton, Chickaloon, going up toward Eureka and Lake Louise. Same situation. A lot of snow and ice still. So it kind of limits the south-central community in terms of outdoor access. Mm -hmm. And then even further north into the central, you know, Fairbanks, Tanana area, you know, obviously it's colder. They're in the same boat. They probably are pretty much used to everything being frozen up still. So, um, you know, June seems to be one of those where I, I went through the calendar and I'm like, man, I can pretty much put something on there yeah. every weekend, but I re refrain from doing that completely. Um, one other thing I wanted to throw in, and I, I did it last year and the year before, and I've been telling you guys about, was the Aklutna Lakeside Trail. Yeah. Um, that's a really cool thing that, that we're going to do um, in June. Uh, we're going to go, we would normally be out kingfishing the Deshka this time of year, but because we just want to change things up, um, I was just trying to look through my notes here at what date I had that scheduled for. Um, that's still in June? Yeah, yeah, June uh, the 6th through the 8th, uh, we are going to load up and go back in. There's a really beautiful campground on the... Uh, the head of the lake there. Um, there's an airstrip, and then there's a campground. There's actually two campgrounds back there, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get back in there. there. It's limited access by ATV. I think it's Sunday to Wednesday. Yeah. The trail's open to ATVs. Folks can look at the Lakeside Trail um, on on the uh, on the website and and take a look at what what availability there's. You know, there's different times of year you can hike and mountain bike, then you can ride ATVs. Really cool trail system. They opened up to everybody in. in Alaska to whatever recreational activities they like to do, but camping in there is really, really fun. And yeah. it's just a chill trail. If you got kids with like little dirt bikes or little yeah. four wheelers and it's close to town. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, if you guys are available that weekend, it's kind of hard, you know, everybody's got stuff going on, but that's a yeah. fun one. To, I don't think to we go. have anything. We might have to line that up with you yeah. guys. Yeah. Just something to think about. And it's yeah. easy. So on the days that there's not ATV access, what's the access? Is it bike and hike only? Correct. Okay. Correct. That's pretty yep. cool. Yeah. And it, it is really cool. I mean, there, there are those, those days where the ATVs and the bikes and the hikers and runners and everybody's kind of sharing the space together. And it's kind of weird. You kind of feel certain way when you're like passing by a group of folks that are on mountain bikes and the trails can be kind of hard in yeah. some spots and you come cruising by but they have um uh speed limits on the trail uh 15 miles per hour which to some serious atvers may sound super lame yeah, but this it's isn't actually, the rip and roar no, like no thing you know this yeah. isn't you know bombing out to the glacier this is family slow i think you even have to have a flag 
Um, you got to have, yeah. you're supposed to be registered. Mm-hmm. You're supposed your, to be wearing helmets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And all the, you know, like I said, a lot of hardcores might find that to be kind of lame. But when you go out and do it with your kids and, and there's those restrictions, it feels so much safer. Yeah. It just feels better. And, you know, folks, for the most part, aren't coming around that corner at 80 miles an hour, going to smack into you or your kid yeah. on the four-wheeler. And so, um, but that as far as just a good ATV back in, set up yeah. shop. Yeah. They got a campground with fire pits. The views are awesome. I think last year I spotted like 12 bears in a day, just nice. glassing around the yeah. hills and showing the kids. I even put, there was even some rams up on a mountain. Well, that's right. And there was actually one that looked like it was legal. He looked like a full curl. And there was a couple different young rams. It was just cool to throw the scope on the mountain and then have my wife and, you know, my 11-year-old and 6-year-old kids are looking there. Oh, wow, you can see the horns. And I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. You know, it was just so cool when they saw that for the first time. And Oh, yeah, I bet they are pumped. Oh, they were. They were like, oh, it was all of a sudden, like, it might be boring to one person thinking, staring through a scope, looking at animals. But they actually thought it was really, really cool and yeah. taking turns. And, and then you can ride up the trail a little further up to the trailhead and hike up to the glacier and... There's goats and sheep and bears and there's just there's birds. There's so much really cool stuff to do, but that's yeah. kind of like a little hidden gem. Yeah, like and you can bring paddle boards or kayaks Absolutely. out there. And yeah. Yep. Yep. Super yep. cool. You have your buddy land in a plane and say hi. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's planes, yeah. you know, they, they kinda use that airstrip as like practice. Yep. Yeah, the touch and goes and stuff and yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of really cool things. It's kind yeah. of something we throw in there. Those like those kind of Immediate, intermediate, beginner four wheeler trails for little kids is still like monster truck bash. Like Absolutely, it's a, it's a highlight, yeah. and it's so. a it's it's not a long ride, but it's enough ride where they get throttle thumb and and their their little forearms get tired, and it's kind of like you know they they get to really experience a ride where it's chill, but it it it's really teaching them the initial you know, intermediate writing skills that they need to learn when it's time to go and, and hit the real stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. and it's beautiful for that. So, and on the flip side of that, you know, moving into July, um, I don't think I told you either of you guys, mm-hmm. but I, I'm planning a boys Eureka trip. Ooh, I, yeah. I know you've come on it before. Oh man, that's and, a fun and, run. And that's the opposite of the, of the slow family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is I mean, the these, other side. These, you know, these are, you know, 10 to 20 boys uh-huh. out there, you know, riding kind of hard back in eureka and, and we got a nice little camp 360 spot we like to go to which we call it and everyone can camp in there and we will load up friday night and and head out to the campsite and you know stay up till who knows when and yeah. then the next day we do a really really big ride back in there to as far as we can get in and and go go around and uh, maybe you know sight in some rifles and and do some you know more gung-ho you know man yeah. stuff Mm-hmm. and uh and go back and, and camp at the spot and the next day you know with our tail between our legs go back home and act like everything was normal yeah <laughs> and uh so i think this year uh that's gonna happen i think i have it set and we got buddies that come up from washington and and things like that that want to come do an annual trip like that and we missed it last year because of the covid and all that stuff but i think this year we have it booked for the ninth to the 11th that weekend july 9th 10th 11th perfect um so if you guys want to come in on that and that's just a weekend friday after work roll up we'll all meet at eureka hit the trail late and you know the sun ain't coming down oh yeah get to the campsite at whatever midnight and set it up and 
you know, do a do a big rap battle and everyone, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, oh, that rap battle's fun, man. <laughs> and do a do a fire and and eat. You know, we eat, you know steaks like galore and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. the next day we go right out and run into some caribou and and we've been out there where there's been really big herds sometimes oh, that's and cool. mm-hmm. and we're like where, where are they at during hunt yeah. season <laughs> <laughs> yep. and we'll go back there and cruise and that's that's the set off it's almost like the transition from the june rafting um mm-hmm. into into that four-wheeling trip with with the homies and you know you've been doing like back to back to back to back family weekends and then you're like all right i need to go yeah. out the moon a little bit here mm-hmm. yep. so that's our initial july thing and then we have a, a trip i think i don't know if dates are set but yeah, normally in july a, yeah in july yeah we like to well go is good between like mid-june and uh, the water starts getting shallow end of july so anytime in there is good um yeah we'll get out and do that trip take four four nights five days to kind of take it slow lots of rainbow fishing on the way lots of stops for us and uh yeah that's just a, a great trip trip to get into the interior and float through different forest systems um and you get to see a lot of cool alaska territory you know and you go out, you're off the grid so no cell phones uh, always good time with the river madness <laughs> Lately, we've been paddleboarding it, so that's been pretty cool to to be able to ride on the paddleboard um, in all your gears on a raft with some other people. But you can it gives you a little bit more flexibility to pull off and fish different parts of the stream, um, even if it's just a different a couple casts. Um, I really enjoy that trip. And when we go, we can usually catch if the kings are open, the kings are in the water, but we usually target rainbows, catch and release. Um, and then you can always catch ra- ra- uh, grayling right before dinner. Cook mm. those things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some uh, lake trout up on the first day at Paxson Lake. Yeah, that's a that's that's when you gotta you gotta we gotta carve that out. And we should actually really get the date because now that I actually think about it, I misspoke on the um, on the uh, Eureka trip. I think we do that earlier on the second or the third or the, because uh, normally we now have started doing the Kasugi. The Kasugi hiking mm, trip. The hike, yep. Um, and that was, I think now it's scheduled for the 16th. Yeah. The weekend after, right, is what we're doing. Right. Um, so July 16th through the 18th. And the Kasugi Ridge is um, kind of like a couple's mm-hmm. backpacking trip mm-hmm. that Brandon and I have done with our wives. Um, it was my first time last year, and you've yep. done it a couple times yep. before that. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool weekend warrior trip, man. You roll up to... Uh, What's the name of the creek there? Little Coal. Coal, yeah, Little Coal. And, um, you know, it's a good blast up to the top there. And, and, you know, Friday night and you're blasting up to the top and you just have this amazing view of Denali. Oh, man. And the then, best you've ever seen. I mean, That's literally yeah. the best you've ever seen because yep. you're just, there's That's just unobstructed views. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's you just go up there and you, and you make that first that first ascent to the top mm-hmm. and then the next day you're pretty much shooting across that entire ridge yep. you know it's a long you know 10 mile or i want to say I think we did like 13 yeah mm-hmm. it's a long long you're day pretty, your feet are over it by the end of the day yeah my knee is just throbbed yeah by the i time pushed that's i done. pushed you guys pretty hard there toward the end last yeah. i mean we had to get to that spot but yeah i could kind of tell there that last hour was like yeah 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 we're ready whenever you are <laughs> and 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 anyone that hasn't done it, I highly recommend that Kasugi oh, yeah. that Kasugi Trail. And and they have it divided where you can start at Cole and then you can come oh, out yeah. to where we come out at mm-hmm. um, Ermin Hill. Ermin Hill. Mm-hmm. Or you can keep going all the way to Byers. 
um, if you want to extend it or even oh, further. Wow. Yeah, so you could do like a yeah, a two day or a three day or a week or you know yeah. And you got people, you got crazy. I mean, you got people that run that in like one day. In a Ooh, day. Nice. You see these yeah. runners that are just mm-hmm. like, they're just no back. They're just running the whole thing in one day. Right. You know, whereas we're just loaded up. Yeah. You know, with all the gears and you know, and that's a really fun, fun, fun mm-hmm. trip and bring the bring the mosquito. Oh, yeah, oh, they sure. they're out there. Oh, yeah, gotta, especially if it's not windy. Yeah, yeah. and oh, it, it's at least you get a little good wind once you get up top there. Yeah, um, but it's just magnificent. Just mm. the view is every day is just a beautiful view and and open area, and you see wildlife, and yeah. it's it's a really cool 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 trip. So hey. is that in the park? No, not quite, not quite. It's just south. I mean, literally on the line, just south of it. Um, it is, oh man, I want to say it's like, if you're looking at the map, it's just like, right, 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 right. You're parallel line, parking. Right? You're yeah. Parallel is parking. The, yeah. Is the are, line the highway? The other side is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, the other side would be, is, know, is would the be, park, right? Yeah. It'd be the West side yeah. Yeah, of the highway. Um, and luckily for us, knock on wood, beautiful piece of wood here that, the views are going to be good for us this year because you, if you look online and look at reviews, some folks, you know, it was a lifelong bucket list hike and they get up there and like, oh, man, there was a fog bank or clouds yeah. or something. I didn't even get to see the mountain. Yeah. And then there's like, oh, man, the whole time I was up there, I saw the mountain every day. And yeah. And it, I'll put up some pictures on the on the yeah. YouTube of this, yeah. of our trip on that, because mm-hmm. there's some really cool oh, man. shots of Denali. And it's badass. And you meet some really cool people along the way and listen to their experiences and how they do the hike, how they do the logistics. And and people go from Cole to Ermin or the other way mm-hmm. from Ermin or yep. Byers all the yep. way. So so you have a lot of different options yeah. there. And I'd say it's, you know, fair to moderate. It's not sheep hunting it's no you know, no man it's, you could even you see, we even saw some people with some kids and stuff yeah, out there mm-hmm, you know if mm-hmm. your kids are in their early teens 10 12 yeah, I'd, I'd say, say 12 would be a good i mean there's people with younger kids but if you're if you want to have fun for everybody yeah. they need to have a little bit of they need to have a little bit of gumption and carry some weight and you know kind of embrace us the suck a little bit <laughs> yeah you know yeah. when it gets to that point just bring that candy yeah, yeah right yeah. Just keep, just be Hansel Gretel style with gummy mm-hmm. bears. Yeah. I heard a good yeah. story about that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually pretty soon I think the older our older kids will wanna oh, yeah. go on go yeah. on that trip. You know, once they're ready to carry their backpack with kind of their own little gear yeah. and their sleeping bag yeah. and you know, no more complaining that you gotta hike. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have to break it up a little. The only issue is more. like my wife doesn't want no kids to come. <laughs> it's, it's, it has become like a trip yeah, where we yeah. go and, and we bring wine and, oh, you know, we're packing nice. wine and stuff up there. Oh, and yeah. Charcuterie plates. Charcuterie. It's yeah, just full fancy no. pantsy, you know. It's not like roughing it. I mean, it's backpacking. It's, you know, primo. The wine is the mo- is the move. The green think... meat? You're not bringing the green meat? No, no green meat. No, there's no meat, but, no. you know, we make it work. We bring all Heather's Choice meals Ooh. and... You know, we bring all the good food and good snacks and yeah, packaroons. Packaroons. Oh, yeah. Speaking about Heather's Choice, maybe we should talk about that because when this comes out, I mean, people are starting now to plan yep. for these mm-hmm. type of things um, and get your meals. And I know we discussed this before on how, uh, you know, sometimes you go to look for your your favorite, you know, meal or whatever, and mm. and it's not there. Yeah. You know, you go get it right now, man. Yeah, all the shelves are full. So. 
Um, so basically, you know, we have an affiliation deal with Heather. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to provide this link, um, on our website and we'll blast it on our social media where people can go to heatherschoice.com through our link and get 15% off of her meals. Mm. That's right. Or if they don't even want to go onto the website, they can just go to her website and enter code Alaska wild to get that 15% off. So you can either click the link on our page or go to her site and enter Alaska wild and you get uh, 15% off. Um, you're supporting her business directly and it also supports our podcast by doing that. Yep. Nice. Yep. So you go there and pick up your, make your order that you want to do. And it says apply code or whatever you put in Alaska wild and you're going to get that discount and, and you're supporting, you're eating healthy and you're supporting Heather and you're supporting us. I mean, yeah. That's awesome, it's, it's really great. So we're already lining up like all the things that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and as you said the other day, how you start loading, buying all that stuff now, I think yeah. that's the move to do. Yeah. You got to, man. I'm just going to place an order of, you know, 40 of those things so that we're ready to go because I definitely want to have that bison chili she has. Oh, yeah. And Alexia was really mm-hmm. screaming about an African peanut yep. stew, yep. I think, she that yeah. she has that yeah. I haven't been able to find, you know, all the times I go because it's sold yeah, out. it's always gone, yep. So go ahead and go to Heather's Choice and load up on your gears. And, and that stuff, it doesn't go bad. I mean, you could buy it now. It's good for 10 years, 20 years. I don't know what the date is. Long time. A long time. And put in Alaska Wild and get your discount and, and you know, support. Yeah, thanks to Heather for doing that for us. Yeah, that was really, really cool. nice of her to, to come through. And all these local businesses, what they're doing for us is great. And it's just one more step to, you know, all of us being successful with this. We need to make Heather a shirt. You know, the, we, we heard about the Bird Creek Brewing shirt. You know, beer is just not what for breakfast anymore. We need to make one that's Heather's choice. It's not just for breakfast anymore. It's not Brandon's breakfast just, anymore. Just me. <laughs> it's not Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to hit the 911 yeah. and get me yeah. back out of there. <laughs> Son, that's Daniel's breakfast now. Oh, my gosh, man. Oh, that man. The people else. that maybe don't know, we, we did have Heather come in on a previous episode. Go back and give that one a listen. And, and we talk about one. some of the allergies that Brandon had. And I got lucky. And Why he got to eat all of Heather's food. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to snipe any of those from uh, from me on uh, our sheep hunt this yeah. year. So. No. Oh, I'm going to be loaded up. Yeah. I'm going to be stocked oh, yeah. and ready to go. You can take a lot of Heather's st- packages. And we talked about they're small. And yeah. They pack just the same amount of punch as a big meal. But. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got through June and July, May, June, July, through the summer. I mean, you know, we could really rabbit hole on this conversation for hours on end about the intricate details of each trip and what everybody's going to do, right? Um, I definitely want to know what's going on with that Golcana. Yeah, yeah. We, I'll get with Jack and we'll set a date because, yeah. I mean, we got the Kasugi. Um, we have that boys trip thing. Yeah, we. I have some tentative dates written down while we can wrap with about when we want to go yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, what we got to do we missed we missed last year and and what we did last year was we did the we did almost the majority of the kenai river you know we started up at the lake at the bridge and went all the way through gyms mm. through the mm-hmm. canyon and across skelac back in through mid all the way to bings and we kind of just did a closer to home mm. shorter trip i mean somewhat shorter and that was that was awesome I, I actually I'd never gone through that canyon. Oh, the canyon after Jim after Jim's. I mean, 
Yeah. You got to have a motor, you know, to get from, mm-hmm. I guess you don't have to if you want to, or, but oh I highly, God. highly suggest oh, yeah. you get a motor. If the weather, weather comes imagine, in bad, dude. Yeah. Oh, you could be in big trouble with those oh, cliffs there. Shit. That's Screw that, dude. Poor yeah. idea. Yeah. No, I mean, I know people that have done, I saw people that were actually doing it. Oh my yeah. God, dude. And at least one motor and you can maybe connect another raft with the, with the rope and, and, and yeah. pull all the way to the opening on the on the south side of right. ski lack mm. there and go on and hit that rainbow alley and oh yeah and and do that and you know that's yeah. so we did that yeah. um so the gold can is definitely going to happen uh this year for sure any other july yeah action yeah so i like uh i like drift boat mondays down on the kenai for kinks oh man so we're, i'm gonna spend some time doing that um is that catch it, and release for those it, it just what depends up? what's going on yeah um, but that's a, the late run is what i'm talking about in july right so t- typically it's open mm-hmm. um and then at some point bait opens um but that's just a fun day on the drift boat and not yeah. as many people are on the water you're not a lot of fish with motors that day so uh pretty cool um and if you have the flexibility to do it and then mm-hmm. battling a big Kenai King, you know, hooking into these huge ones that you never even see um, in a drift boat is really fun. It's okay. a great fight. So we're going to do that. Um, then I, I really enjoy the Middle River Reds. You know, you get the, the Russian River Reds are fun. You know, they're small. Yeah. But you get some shoulders on those, the the late yeah. run Kenai r- Reds. Oh, and typically I just kind of wait until it opens to six, six per day, 12 in possession and do an overnight float. There from, you go. from uh, lower ski lack and take out at banks and you know just over the years as dip netting has come into fashion and become a crazy madness um the middle river which used to be much busier is pretty calm for red fishing that oh. time of year com- relatively yeah. and so it, it's actually like really nice and there's some really awesome camp spots there the good views and then um you know they had the, the fires down there oh mm. the homie wes has a cabin now in the middle no yes Ooh. so now it's like okay we're gonna have You're to stop me west yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, he okay. just told me because i was because i've been on the search for a big cabin and he told me right. he's pulled the trigger on one that i was looking at and it's right in the middle so it's Ooh. like he's like well obviously he's gonna be there yeah. every yeah, weekend yeah good move west yeah wow. yeah good we're coming west. those are hard to get your hands on dude <laughs> yeah, yeah so one of those mondays that's that's really cool and that's an off day to to go do yeah that I've trip. always been envious of the the drift boat kingfisher guy. I've I've done the Eagle Rock drifting with the motorboat a few times, um, and that's madness too. Oh my goodness! You want to talk about combat fishing on a boat? That's like you don't even know until you do go do it. Like you're literally elbow to elbow on a boat. Yeah, which is insane. Oh, kind of wonder crazy. how that's even possible, but it's possible. Yeah. And then that Monday when it calms down, it's like. Oh man, that's got to be just peaceful and yeah. Then fighting a king on a drift boat, that's got to be a whole nother level of badass. So yeah, it just it you know without the motor running and you know yeah, you're pulling quiet, down the river, yeah. it just mm-hmm. brings a kind of a, a different environment and um, like I don't know tranquility to it. It's it's really nice. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, and so do the people that sit in the front of the boat. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a quiet day, and sometimes you hook into one or two big fish, and some days you just. Have an awesome day on the water, quiet, no traffic. Yeah, that's um, it's well worth it. Yeah. So we'll do that and then uh and then just playing in the sound. You know, I want to do mm-hmm. some paddle boarding mm-hmm. out there. Um Great and then for that. There's some awesome hikes. So to getting into get back into some of these valleys that have granite is uh cool. Um, you know, the I want to check out Cedar Bay this year. 
So that's the furthest um, cedar trees. Oh, furthest north tree, cedar trees in the world. So is that that would be super. Is cool. that on mainland? Yep, in mainland. Yep, it's uh, it's between uh, Whittier and Valdez. Okay, about halfway, kind of close to that walrus colony. Go check out that, and then I want to target lean cod. I, I'm not sure if I've ever told you that before, <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna find those pinnacles someday. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So I think July is going to be a yeah, real man. fun month. And the other yeah. thing that July ends with is, um, you know, it's like that first week of August, but is Salmon Fest. And Salmon was Fest is awesome, and it's on again. So I brought the kids to that at when they were three. Yeah. And now that they'll be five, I think I'm going to bring them back down and uh, listen to some music yeah. and just have a cool festival weekend. We don't get to do a lot of that. We're out harvesting or doing mm-hmm. some. And it's just a different kind of feeling there and supporting Alaska wild fish. Um, yeah. Do they have a date on that? Um, they do. Right, let's look it up real quick. I want to say it's that August is like the first weekend of August. 8th. Okay. Wow. Man. That's right up against some other dates that are important, but very yeah. fun time. That's, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's why I haven't been able to make it. That's always like prime. You're getting yeah. into the hunting time and the sheep yep. time. And if yep. you get, if you get one of those youth tags for the caribou, you're out so there. We talked about, man, it's like, just not enough. We need to add some more weekends. I know. I sure. mean, August, we're looking at this map and we're not even going to go really into August because we all have hunting trips planned. It's like all of August becomes now hunting like September yep. did. Yep. And, it's like, man, well, so my summer months are like two months. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. It's a whirlwind. It is. The one thing that um going to be all over the place here, you know, God bless America, 4th of July weekend is in July. I know we didn't even mention that. Um, we don't have to go into crazy detail. You know, Daniel, you joined us last year out at the Wits. Yeah, and I, uh, I would love to go out there to you the know, Wits. Your boys love that trip with all the kids and the swimming, and it'd be cool for Jack and his kids to come out and check it out. I mean, they got a very unique, really cool property um, out there in the Big Lake area. That's just that's just yeah. that's totally t- man, sick, that's, man. That's tough too. I that's know, I know. Too, it's like, man, where are we gonna squeeze that in? That's one you got to do too. That's, yeah, that's, we ha- I have to do it. Like, I don't yeah. even have a choice. That's just something that the family's doing. But that's always something to keep on the radar. Yeah, and and I, was, I think that was the first time I didn't work on Fourth of July. It, it is literally it in is. like twenty five years. It is that. Yeah, you because like compromised. Fourth of July is the biggest one of the biggest hot dog mm-hmm. days of the year. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, you're not going to be open on Fourth of July. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta, and there's festivals, and and I think now again this year they'll have the the downtown mm-hmm. park strip thing, and we're we're there, and we're at our regular spot there yeah. on Fourth Avenue, and we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, we'll get the employees lined up and just say, hey, I'm out. I'm well, if anything, Alexi and the boys come out, they yeah. camp. If you can squeeze a night, you just come out after you're done, and yeah. we'll have cold caribou calls ready for you when you get out there and just, you know, yeah. make the best of it. And, and that's the cool thing, too, that, you know, a lot of these trips, the wives can just go with the kids, and, you know, once they get trained up and, and there's some tip. Obviously, we should get mm-hmm. into the tips and tricks on another on another pod on having your cook kit all settled oh, and your yeah. camping oh, box all settled. I'd love and, to talk about that. And I have you know all the sleeping and stuff all in dry bags, so everything's just like you know, just like turnkey setup, turnkey setup, and it just makes the planning easier. You know, so you're just the same deal every single time. 
And like you said, I mean, we're only going up until July. We'll have to have a different podcast to talk about the hunting yeah. season in August and September, and yeah, and, and go be a from whole there. Conversation. Um, yeah. So that's maybe divided up in like seasons. So do the summer one, a fall one, a winter, and then spring. Mm. Okay, I like cool. that. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, one thing you know, we're get, we're kind of running short. We had we wanted to have a um, pretty good timeline on our conversation today, but. One thing I wanted to bring up, and we'll have a conversation later, or maybe we can shed some light on this, um, is there's a women's derby, silver derby, down in Valdez. And oh. year after year after year, I've wanted to do it. As you know, my cousin and I, we share our boat together, and, and he lives down there, and he brings it up a lot. My Aunt Lynn, his mom, brings it up a lot. And, and the problem is it conflicts with early season sheep hunting, and, and so it just gets into that that time but um that's something that you know there's a big derby down in valdez that's that's a that's for women it promotes women fishing and getting them out there and catching silvers and that's cool man i haven't been to valdez and yeah i don't yeah, think i've taken my kids I, yet to i know valdez. it's kind of off the you know off the the wall you know mentioned but it's something that i i've been thinking about and trying to figure out a way to to factor it into all the limited time you know i just any way i could just take the whole summer off yeah. Would be really cool because then I could just do I all know. this stuff and report back all the most epic shit you ever heard. But yeah. unfortunately, they're just <laughs> someone make me an that. offer on the hot dog business so I can have the whole summer man. off. I'm telling you. Uh, but anyway, that's I don't know the name of the derby. Didn't come with a lot of information on that. I just thought I'd throw that out there. That that's something that's really cool going on. Obviously, there's a derby in, in Seward and yeah. stuff going on there that we didn't get a chance to touch on too much. But you know, yeah. we'll we'll get August and September october and yep. covered here in the podcast to come so yep. tune in later and you'll get your information on that so yeah um if you haven't gone to the website yet alaskawildproject.com mm -hmm. check that out uh the code for heather's choices alaska wild go ahead and go purchase some of her stuff um leave us a review on the apple check mm -hmm. us out on spotify watch the videos on youtube subscribe all that stuff really helps us as we're trying to grow this um Alaska brand for everyone and educate you guys. And we will be videoing a lot of these trips that we're doing so that people can kind of get a visual of, you know, things that we're doing. So mm -hmm. thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Alaska. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you then. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcaution. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? Total Truck Accessory Center. Go check them out at 7700 Homer Drive. They're your one-stop shop for canopies, spray-in bed liners, LED light bars, and more. Total Truck. TheTreehouseAK.com. Located at 341 Boniface Parkway. They're your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bartender today what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance. Cutting lawns, but not cutting quality. Hit them up at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58. Handcrafted, Alaskan-made cider. They also got a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out, doubleshovelcider.com. Anchortown Dogs, located across from the 4th Avenue Theater in front of the historical building. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. 
Get yourself a legit reindeer dog. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans restore their dreams. Voted number one in the state since 1972. Water restoration, fire restoration, remodeling, cleaning, anything that you have to do with your home inside and outside, give those guys a call or check out tailoredrestoration.com.